0: Hi guys, welcome to the Think Sports podcast. My name is Rick. I'm joined with my friends Arjun and Rono today. Um, And we want to introduce you to the project that we're currently working on, that is Think Sports. So, I'm joined by Arjun and Rana today. Uh, We're going to introduce ourselves to give you guys a better understanding of why we're doing this, why we're undergoing this project. So, uh, Arjun, do you want to introduce yourself?
1: Hi, guys. I'm Arjun. Uh, Just to introduce myself, uh, when I was young, I was to play tennis and football in particular. Uh, Sports has been a part of my life since before I can possibly remember. And... Um, the biggest thing about sport that is important to me is that it's helped me and learn, uh, helped me learn a lot of valuable lessons uh, in life. Um, when I was in school, I used to play cricket and football for my school team. And I used to play tennis because my sister used to play tennis. I got into tennis because of that. And that was my primary passion, the primary sport I used to play. Um, When I was in college, I was fortunate and honored enough to become the sports secretary of St. Xavier's College. I did my undergraduate uh, degree there. And whilst I was the sports secretary, um, I undertook numerous projects and did a lot of tasks, which helped me realize that my passion, which is sports, could be my career as well. And thanks to the people who I surrounded myself with my professor who was the director of sports in St. Xavier's College, uh, she backed me a lot and helped me a lot and helped me realize that it is possible to go down this path and make a career uh, in this field. Uh, So I pursued that. Uh, My parents were uh, very happy that I was pursuing something I loved and they backed me, which I'm very thankful for. And I went to the University of Stirling in Scotland to do my master's in sports management. And it was an unbelievable experience um, which... Um, culminated in more than I could have possibly imagined or dreamed. I, whilst I was there in Scotland, I worked for an organization called Football Aid, which is an event management company that organizes football games all around the United Kingdom. So for a football enthusiast and a football lover to be organizing events at different, different football grounds is just an absolute dream come true. And that is just um, made me more enthusiastic and passionate about ensuring that I keep going on this particular field and all I wanted to do through this is to try and help some people out. Ronald? Yeah, uh, hello
2: guys. Um, uh, Unlike Arjun, I haven't uh, been pursuing a career uh, in sports, but I've always been in touch with sports. It's been a huge part of my life. Uh, Growing up, I think that's the only thing I, devo- I devoted most of my time into. Of course, there was education, there were other things, but I ideally, like initially, it started off with cricket. I wanted it to be my career, but you know, then um, I, I was playing for Videocon Cricket Academy, but uh, a lot of things came up. The board, board exams was part of it. So you're, you're in a st- at a stage where you have to choose between education and sports. Uh, which line you want to go into and I ended up choosing academics because you know coming from the sort of family background I'm in uh, education is a huge thing it you have to devote all your time to that uh, unless uh, you get a good degree unless you have um, uh, you know a particular focus in life Uh, in terms of education you you are kind of Uh, lagging behind everyone else uh, it seems so that's that's kind of uh, common to a lot of families in India I think so I was uh, stuck in that sort of an environment but but what what I realized is that uh, even though you don't pursue a career in sports you can always be in touch with it in other ways this project that we're going to introduce eventually is is my way of being in touch with sports, contributing to sports, helping other people, trying to get into a career in sports. Uh, So um, just to give a bit of a background, I'm currently in uh, France. I'm studying business. Uh, The following year, I'll be going to London uh, to study finance. Um, And what I realized after coming to Europe is that uh, universities here give a lot of emphasis to sports. They really motivate you. They push you. Uh, they give you all the tools you need uh, to pursue a career. They, they, there's a blended course. So if you want to study and uh, play at the same time, you're given that opportunity, which I think is lacking at this stage in India. In most universities, although it's coming up, uh, sports, uh, the sports sec- sector in India is growing right now. Um, there are a lot of interesting avenues uh, if you really want to pursue it. So, um, even though at this point I've I've chosen a very different line in my career, I, I eventually maybe at some point I do see myself uh, working in some sort of capacity and contributing to sports. So, uh, and in terms of um, what I used to play, uh, in, I never played any sport at at that higher level. I used to play cricket initially. Uh, I played CAB, which is the state. Uh, Federation, Cricket Federation in West Bengal. So I played CAB up till the age of 16, right before ICSC basically. And then transitioned into football, which is basically in terms of which particular sport I'm passionate about uh, was uh, the one for me because I was, I grew up playing football, although I didn't take it very seriously initially, but then gradually I started playing more tournaments, started playing for my college. Then even coming to France, I, I was playing for my university team here which was a huge jump for me because here the devil is 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 very different because, you know, football uh, in Europe, guys start playing at the age of five, six, they start enrolling in clubs and stuff. So it's like a different environment here. Uh, or I also am really fond of racket sports, primarily badminton. So I was part of my university badminton team as well. And I ended up prioritizing that over football again because of academics, because you need to devote less time to Badminton than to football, you know. So um, that's it about me, you know. And um, I'll I'll pass it on to Rick. Rick, you can introduce yourself.
0: Yeah. So for me, uh, as growing up as a child, I think the the one thing I've always been passionate about was sports. As Rona said, like there's a there's a point in your life where you have to prioritize like academics. Coming from families that we come from. But I feel like for me, that prioritization never happened. I always just, I was always out in the field, played for as long as I could um, throughout my school days, uh, especially. And then I went to college in Pune, and I would represent my university in football and things like that. And that was the sport that I enjoyed the most, even though I think I was better at athletics. I was a sprinter. Uh, 100 and 200 meters was my forte, but I I, I never enjoyed it as much as football, which is why I devoted all my time and my energy to football. Post-college, though, I I had a choice of whether or not I wanted to do sports management and or I wanted to kind of do an MBA and things like that. And I think a lot of factors led to me choosing to not do sports management. uh, A lot of external factors, things like I, I couldn't guarantee like, job security, things like that, a lot of those factors played into my decision. And so I worked in the corporate sphere for two years and I'm just moving out and trying to transition. I'm trying to pursue my sports management degree in 2021. And then I'm going to try to transition completely uh, into sports-based careers because I realized working for two years in a corporate sphere that I feel like sports is where I want to be. And I think that's the only place I'll enjoy myself. Um. Indefinitely. So that's that's it about all three of us. And now we can kind of move into talking about ThinkSpots, uh, what it is as a project, what we're trying to do, and what we're trying to achieve. Uh, so anyone, if you want to take the ball on that,
2: um, I, I can I can start off uh, by saying that uh, all three of us were in a similar situation. The the lockdown happened. We had a lot of time on our hands, and we didn't know what to do. All of us wanted to be productive, but that's easier said than done. So we started talking about, you know, what 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 things we can devote our time to. And of course, one common passion that all three of us share is sports. And uh, also what I realized was, uh, what we together realized was that if you want to pursue a career in sports, it's very difficult if you come from India because there, you don't have enough resources, you know. So uh, it 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 gets difficult. It's complicated. You don't know where to go, who to talk to. So, uh, what conclusion we came to is together we would try to bridge that gap. So uh, I'll let Arjun elaborate a little bit on what the project is. The project named Think Sports is. Uh, so Arjun, you can continue.
1: It's key to just highlight certain points that have been mentioned and how. Um, a lot of people like us go through this process where we love a particular thing, say in our case, it's sports, but for reasons we cannot continue pursuing it. And at the very onset, I would like to say that I think all three of us are very lucky that we have in, our, in some way or the other been given an opportunity to pursue this, at least in my case, most definitely, where I have been backed by my parents, have been given the freedom to try and explore this particular field which is still in today's day and age, isn't um, that certainty as a career or isn't looked upon that favorably by people as a career uh, opportunity, as an avenue. So when I was doing this and when I was in college and the question that poses, uh, that poses itself is okay, what next? What am I going to do next? And, When I um, pitched the idea to my parents that I wanted to do my master's in sports management, um, it was met with a bit of caution, but there was also a bit of enthusiasm. Okay, he's doing what he is passionate about. So I was... um, And and the questions that immediately come up is, okay, what is this? Why do you want to do this? How are you going to go about this? And and that's where um, collectively this idea of Think Sports comes. Is the the questions that presented themselves in front of me at that point before I was trying to go into doing my master's in sports management and uh, trying to make my career in this field. This is a question that is going to be presented to everyone who wants to say either transition into this field or wants to go into it right at the very beginning. So Think Sports is an information hub that we wanted to create so that we give. Um, Aspiring students and individuals information so that when these particular questions present themselves to them or they want to explain why they want to go into this uh, field, it's not just because I'm so passionate about sports, they can back their argument as to why they want to do it with the correct information and and the correct knowledge that the people who they want to convince of doing this as a career are also at ease that we know what we're trying to do. And it isn't met with um, skepticism about, okay, you don't know what you're trying to do. So it's just simply um, to provide the information to help students along in this particular journey um, and make a career for themselves in the field that they love and are
0: passionate about. So, boys, what are we going to talk about today? What's today about?
1: I think we've established that sport is our passion and that's the one thing that connects all three of us. Um, But we can talk about the fact that we love football because all three of us love football for different reasons. I think Rick and I have shown our colors. I think our allegiances are fairly clear for those who follow football. So I'm going to start off with Rollo first and he's going to... Talk about um, football in general. How important football is to you. The significance of football in your life. And uh, the club that you support. Why do you support them? How do you get into supporting them? You know, just to scan that. So,
2: um, football for me started like um, in 2005 or 2006. It, it was, uh, I remember I was in my. I was sitting with my dad. We were watching a football game. It was Arsenal versus Liverpool. It was Super Sunday. Two games on that day. Arsenal versus Liverpool. Man United versus Chelsea. Okay, so my allegiance could have gone anyway, you know. So, it was like that day decided my... Actually, it was swayed because of my dad. He tricked me into supporting Arsenal. Um, he said they're pretty good. And they look pretty decent, actually, on the day. Theory Henry scored two goals... We well, to be fair, forward.
0: they were pretty good back in the day. They well, were pretty good. Well, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. They were, also, 2006, 2006, we went
0: pretty far in life. We went to the Champions yeah. League final and
2: stuff. Yes, yes. So, but
0: since I started supporting,
2: we haven't won the league. or the cha- I mean, we've never won the Champions League, but we, we've never yeah. won the league uh, yeah. since that. <laughs> but but <laughs> the year before I started supporting, we won the league, right? When was the last time we won the league? Was it 2005? To- yeah.
1: 2003-4. 2003-4. Had we recorded this 12 months ago, I would have been in the same conversation about we've never won the league. Right? So I'm just so thankful that it's 12 months later.
0: But, uh, yeah. We had this Actually,
1: idea a year like ago. Even, or just even
0: if it said, was like 6 wait. months ago. Yeah. No, even if it was 6 months ago, we didn't know if the league was going to end or not. Or okay. just, just scrap it, <laughs> <laughs>
2: that's true. That's that's depressing. True. yeah, 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 so basically that's it. I mean, uh, as for my club allegiance, that's how it started. I started supporting Arsenal, but my passion for football started when I went to the u k for the first time in two thousand um uh like I was following football definitely, but I think it really picked up two thousand thirteen or fourteen I don't remember I think it was two. Th- 2013, I went to UK for the first time. I watched a football game at the Etihad, and that was uh, the the basically it was a celebration match for Man City because they won the FA Cup the previous no the, the previous week. So they had the trophy and they they were playing against the same team they beat in the FA Cup, Stoke City again. So and they scored three goals. I went with my granddad, so it was like a it's a really fond memory for me. And ever since that time, I really got. Uh, engrossed in the game. You know, uh, I was already playing the sport. I was already following Arsenal. But ever since that, I, I just got attached with the sport uh, since that day. So, um, that's it. And uh, I, my my dad has been following Arsenal. So, I always watch games. I've always been watching games since that time. So, that's how it started for me, basically. Yeah. Rick. What
0: about you, Arjun? You look like in, you're in high spirits. This conversation would
1: have been very different. I love the way it is right now. At least the last 12 months have been spectacular. I think we would have had a very different conversation if this was about 12 months ago. But um, yes, I love Liverpool Football Club. I've been following them for 15 years now. Uh, how this wonderful journey started. Well, it started on a night that most Liverpool fans will remember very, very fondly and remember for the rest of their lives, even if they didn't watch the game live at that point. Um, It was that crazy night at Istanbul in 2005. Um, It was my mum that was watching the game. My mum's not a big football fan, but she supports Chelsea and was watching the Champions League final because there's an English club in it. And then I thought... This team in red seems pretty good. I mean, I was watching the first half and they were getting completely destroyed. And uh, I watched the second half and I thought, yeah, this this team in red with a wonderful comeback and you could hear it through the television where the supporters were still chanting whilst they were losing. And it seemed incredible. And I didn't grasp at that point the significance of the comeback because I wasn't into football as much. But the fact that it did come back and the euphoric scenes right after that it made me fall in love with this team in red. Now, we know there are a few teams in red uh, in the Premier League. So, like for all of us, the allegiance could have gone either way. And now I can say after supporting this team 15 years, thank God it didn't go another way. right? Oh. But um, yeah, from the following season, I started following them. Again, 2006, we had the Steven Gerrard FA Cup final. right? And that just made my love go Um, like grow a lot more and for the first 14 years of supporting them they weren't very successful but they were the team that was trying to as it's now come to be known uh, knock Man United off their perch because they won league after league after league Uh, they were the dominant team and we were the underdogs trying to topple them off and that is an idea that sat very well with me because when if and when we would eventually do it, it would be an unbelievable feeling. So, the fact that it took me so long, right through my school days, right through my college days, and it um, set me up for a lot of banter and a lot of scrutiny for the club that I support. And we did see a lot of dark days. I mean, Roy Hodgson, my God. But I mean, at the I end, it all seems worth it, right? When you
2: it. finally achieve. But even finally, up-
1: when you up- left, when you see... Arguably, in my opinion, one of the greatest managers ever, Jurgen Klopp, lifts that trophy and when he smiles. For you as a fan, after 14 years of torture and torment, it is <laughs> extremely satisfying to, uh, to have that feeling. And not just that, coming to 12 months before that, in the wonderful night in Madrid, which is one of the fondest moments in my life. Because at that time, I was still in Scotland doing my master's. Uh, at the University of Stirling. A friend and I went down to the 12th Man pub, which is in Liverpool, right, to watch the game because obviously we didn't get tickets and it's too expensive to go to Madrid. And we were there at that pub. And when a legend of the club, Divock scored our second goal, I was drenched in beer. And for those of you who know me, I, I don't drink that much. So for me to be drenched in alcohol is, is something very, very unusual. But it was a memory that will stay with me forever. It was incredible, um, that experience, and yes, local football club uh, is what I live and breathe by. It's, it's just my life. No, no, Ronaldo, really? while he's
0: talking about winning trophies, how's the yeah. FA Cup feel? FA Cup feeling. We haven't won FA Cup in about thirteen or fourteen years, so almost forgotten what that feels like. Take, take us, take us, and just give us the Premier League. I'll no, I think, I
1: think uh, I think I think I think I'll settle for the Premier League and the Champions League. Yeah. I'll I'll be content. I'm <laughs> Would
2: you Would you give them all fourteen for one Premier League? Uh
0: no, I think that's I that's, think that's, a I that's, think that's a bit harsh. That's a bit harsh. No, we, because we've won we've won the Premier League. It's fine. Like we've won three, so it's okay. I won't give away fourteen FA Cups. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's
2: a bit much. Yeah. But what's your fondest yeah. memory for as an Arsenal Champions
0: fan? For the Champions League, for
2: the Champions League. Rick, I mean. your fondest memory yeah. as an Arsenal fan.
0: So, I, I have a couple. So, I think one of my fondest memories that I, I, I remember the moment, I remember the commentary, I remember everything and everything was perfectly set up. Right? It was when Henri came back. Oh, right? yeah. He came back to Arsenal and then we were playing an FA Cup game against Leeds. Hmm. Right? And oh. I, I, I don't remember what minute it was but Henri came on towards the end of the game. I think the 80th minute or something Henri came on. I think it was for Theo Walcott. That Henri came on. Right? And he comes on, and within a couple of minutes, he makes the most Henri esque run, gets the ball. I think it was Alex Song. Alex Song, yeah. Who passed it to him. And he makes like this Henri esque run, opens up his body, you know exactly where he's going, and just tucks the ball comfortably into the bottom right corner, right? And then he runs across the stadium. And I think that game was the first time a player had ever played in a stadium in which they had a statue of that. Right. So he became the first player ever to do that. And I don't think anyone has done that since. Uh, but so, so he does that right? and he starts running across and he's doing his iconic celebration. And so he's running across and the commentator goes, uh, he may be cast in bronze, but he's still capable of producing truly golden moments. Right. And, and that, that, like that bit of commentary will always stay with me, right? And then he runs across yeah. and he goes and gives Wenger a hug. And I think that moment is as any Arsenal fan, right? Seeing Henri in like all his glory come back, win that game, last minute score, unbelievable. I think that, that was like one of the highlights of my Especially because I, for the the whole city.
2: For us, oh, Henri has or... been a legend. We haven't watched him play in our time, right? Like he yeah. hasn't been. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So it was. It's like you hear, Drew, you hear about his glory. Yeah. Was that what? Peter Drew the commentator, Rick? I'm not sure. Uh, I don't I, think, I, it, I was. I don't think it was. I don't think No idea. No idea. Yeah, but that was that was one of my favorite moments. I think the Hull City comeback was great, but as as far as emotions go, I think just seeing that moment and like hearing what the commentator had to say, I think I've never I've never felt that exhilarated. I think that was. And I'm sure there are you?
1: many, I'm sure there are many, but the one that comes to mind for you that is the worst moment as an Arsenal fan. This is gonna really be good.
0: No, there are there are a few. So so I'm not going into the United game because I didn't watch that live. Right? But the Chelsea That's game the I watched with four Chelsea fans. Right? Are you
2: and are uh, you talking about the one uh, where Chamberlain got sent off? I mean, Chamberlain got, got a
0: red card. Got, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, 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 no. Is it the yeah. other? No, so Chamberlain's, Chamberlain's hand. Yeah, Chamberlain's Chamberlain went and dived and saved the ball, and then he got sent off. I think that was that was his first red card of his career was because <laughs> obviously Chamberlain handled the ball, and I think I watched that with four Chelsea fans, and that was the worst. Like, that was the worst experience of my life. I've never felt that bad or that small. Or I just have nothing to say. Like I had. Where, where, I where, where does where does, where does Baku rate? No, I I think I think six one was a lot worse. I I think Baku. I was very isolated. It was something that I could experience myself. You know, I could be like, you know what? It's a transitionary period. It's Unai Emery, whatever. I, there were more excuses then. But that six one, I had nothing to say. Six nil. Break
2: one of one of the good memories. Six
0: right? nil.
2: What are you talking oh, about? Six nil. Bro, bro, <laughs> one of the good memories we have is remember Darjeeling when we were together and we watched Arsenal yeah. vs. Oh,
0: Liverpool. Yeah. That's oh a good Liverpool. I think Hold I think them. some
2: some of yeah. these things are enhanced when you're with friends and you can laugh at yeah. others. Or some if someone's laughing at you, that's the worst. It's the worst.
0: It's the worst. So your worst you mean moment the might not goalies? be the
2: club's worst moment, you know? Yeah, yeah. So yeah,
0: definitely, of course. Cause, yeah. Because that United game has to be the, the one. Right? Yeah, like the if you talk
2: about it from a club's point of view, the United game was embarrassing. Yeah. Also, the game then, against Portsmouth, by the way, bro, where we should have ended our 10-year ten, ten trophy drought, that was really bad. That was horrible. Yeah. The final against Which, Portsmouth. No, the, the, In the Carling Cup. League oh, Cup.
1: Birmingham City. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Was
2: terrible Birmingham? Birmingham terrible.
0: The... Uh, Although I am happy, and I think I expressed this to Arjun the other day, I'm so happy that as much as I I love Messi and I want Messi to do phenomenal things in life, I'm ridiculously happy there is another team that will get bantered for eight two. That is the most like I think that's the most embarrassing eight two now in history. We can get past it. I think this is a cathartic moment. So that was great. That was <laughs> so that, that's but, good. That that's good that Vic mentions.
1: Leo Messi. that brings me to the, the next very interesting question. For you guys, your favourite player from Arsenal that you've watched and one player that's not a part of Arsenal but you love them. And you watch watched them, of course, whether it be live or whether it be on television. Do so, I'm take that first. Um... Uh, so, in terms
2: of um, not Arsenal player, it might be cliche, but I just love Messi. Watching him is just, I think it just reminds you all the things you love about football. So, yeah. definitely Messi. And, you
0: watched uh, him live, right? All of us have, right?
2: I yes. have watched, yeah. I think, were, you, were you guys there in Salt Lake Stadium?
0: No, I didn't
2: yeah, watch him. Yeah. I watched him at the luca I, I watched him. Oh, okay, man. Oh,
0: okay. No, we, we watched... Okay. <laughs> we watched him at Salt Lake Stadium.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, but I, I watched uh, Ronaldo play live, although it wasn't his best game. But I was like, you know, you want to watch these guys before they retire. Because like once yeah. in a lifetime, uh, talent these guys are, so... Whatever. Um, it, I, It's not that... It, so, if, if you talk about like uh, best player out of Arsenal, it's Messi. But I also respect the hell out of Ronaldo. I think he's a fantastic player. Yeah.
1: I don't
2: I don't think it's fair to say one guy is better than the other. They're so different. So, yeah. um, and Arsenal... And they will that,
0: always be in like... They will always be a level above the rest. in yes, like the goal yes. discussion. It's, yes. it's Messi, like Messi, Ronaldo in my opinion that... But, but it will always be Messi, Ronaldo and then the rest. So yeah, I that's I, I think that that's out. But you will say, yeah, Yeah. Favorite and Arsenal
2: best Arsenal player. player. You know the problem with this question is like you have a lot of players you liked, and then they left the club. So you don't like, although you have fond memories of them, but it kind of sad at the end. You know, I, there are a lot of players. I mean, I loved watching Fabregas play. I loved watching Van Persie play. Van Persie was, I think, uh, if you think about uh, before Aubameyang. Probably Aubameyang takes the cake right now because he's a current player, so that bias is there. But uh, Robin van Persie was after Henry, the greatest goalscorer for us for sure. Two two years back to back, he got Golden Boot, and he wasn't even uh, in the race for the title. I mean, he wasn't part of the best club, but he still got Golden Boot. And Aubameyang has replicated that feat. Uh, so I was, I mean, that I don't know. It's a hard question, dude, is it? Because of the bias, you kind of go with Aubameyang right now because he's he's there at your club. But I think, if the question I is go who you players. enjoyed watching, not your favourite player. I wouldn't say Robin Van Persie is my favourite player. You, you're not an Arsenal fan if you say Robin Van Persie is your favourite player. But yeah. who you've enjoyed watching, I would say Robin Van Persie. I love watching him play.
0: That's fair. I think throughout, I, I, I go a different way. where I think throughout the player that, as much as I thought, like Alexis Sanchez was phenomenal for Arsenal. Yeah, Robin Van Persie, same. Uh, Aubameyang, unbelievable. Cesc Fabregas. I, I, I don't think Cesc. Like I think ses had. I think he left respectfully. All of that. I, I respect the hell out of Cesc. And he also wanted to come back, so I, I don't hold going to yeah. Chelsea against him. But yeah. the one player that I always enjoyed watching and who was who seemed so effortless on the ball was Thomas Ruziski. He, ah. that he's that goal that he scored against Spurs just. How he moved, I I feel like if if we go back to like best goals Arsenal has scored Thomas Muszyski's in like ten best goals I think Thomas Muszyski's in like two or three, was, ah five okay yeah like yeah I, I just think he was sure. he was he made everything happen like but so like, unlucky he, he with injuries
2: him, man he could have been yeah, a legend so just, for sure that's
0: so quite quite awesome. underrated
1: so quite, a, quite underrated and unusual player Thomas Muszyski I mean he obviously like you guys said with injury, he didn't get the chance that he would have done. So, I think another very interesting player, at least being from, like, supporting another club. I thought Santi Cazola is another player. Yeah, I was
0: going to so, say Santi.
2: The game against City. Like, oh, oh, my God.
1: Right, as yeah. a neutral, oh Santi Cazola is so nice to watch. And he'd never ever go down as an Arsenal legend, uh, uh, per se. But just as a neutral, when you watch a player like that, it's just magic. He has, he has the X factor. And it's so good to to watch. I I, I think we agree huh? that... The, it's I think one we of are, the
2: yeah. Go for it, go for
1: it. I think go we agree that
0: Lionel Messi is
1: all of my favorites, favorites for yeah. Uh, yeah. the
0: player who is not part well, of our how, how about how about not 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 Messi or Ronaldo? Where do you go then? Ah, uh, that makes it interesting. Okay. If you are not Messi or Ronaldo
1: and still currently playing or Yeah,
0: yeah. Still, still currently, currently
1: playing and not Messi or Ronaldo. Okay, I have an answer immediately. Because I love watching Kylian Mbappe from Paris Saint-Germain. I think he's incredible. He's so young, um, and I believe he also has that that X factor in him. I know a lot of people are going to go Neymar route because he's the flashy, fancy Brazilian that um, can change the game on his own. But I believe, as as can Mbappe, and there's a lot. there's a lot of extra him. with Neymar, which isn't there. That's, it's no fast, yeah. no fast for Mbappe. I feel as yeah. now so. So far, so, me, far. so far for me, so,
0: Killian. Takes
1: that same team. for me. I, I would I, go Killian.
0: I, I would, I would back your Killian, but I, I don't watch him enough. I think the player I co- consistently watch, and it, it pains me to say how much I enjoy watching him play because he plays for a club that I just dis- disapprove of. But watching Kevin De Bruyne play week in and week out, I'm just like, that guy is on another Ooh. level. Like Kevin De Bruyne is a really good shout. I I, yeah. I, I, th- I can't think... I I, I I think Kylian Mbappe is insane. I think Neymar is cre- unbelievable. But I don't watch them play that regularly. I'll watch them on like the occasional Champions League game or if they're playing a big game in their league. But it's super yeah. rare. But I watch Kevin De Bruyne play almost every week and he performs... Like he, he, it looks like he can change a game whenever he wants to. Whatever he wants to do, he does. He, he it's, it's unbelievable how consistently great that player is. For me personally, my favorite player, I have two.
1: It's very difficult for me to pick one. As a Liverpool fan, I think if I don't mention Steven Gerrard, it's a crime. Because I watched him at his prime and he played in a team which was which used to consistently underperform. So he used to drag that team on his shoulders. And he was just an exceptional football player. And personally in life, when I play football, I am a goalkeeper. So I'm biased in that regard. And the current Liverpool goalkeeper, Alisson Becker, is just amazing. He's been one of my favourite players. I, I used to tell Rick before he signed for Liverpool about how good a goalkeeper he was and how we should try and get him in. Also, yeah. considering the benchmark of Liverpool goalkeepers in the past was, oh my God, we have an individual who can catch a ball, which is just how high uh, it had to be in, in terms of becoming a goalkeeping legend. But you know, generally, Alisson Becker for the way we play, the style that Flock wants to implement and just in general, is such a calm, composed figure that I will already in just, about, in just over two years, I'll put him that high. Uh, above players that I do, should mention Fernando Torres, Luis Suarez they'll go down as great players but for go me personally of course, yeah. course, let's not go forget Virgil right. van Dyke, revolutionized our club Jordan for Henderson me personally, for me personally um, Alison Becker is right up there as my favorite, favorite just player. ignore the Jordan Henderson comment. Huh, yeah, this opens up a kind of bombs that you want Henderson. to enter Jordan Henderson yeah, will always decide that's, divide that's a
2: topic for another part. day
1: but he, he, he's club captain. God respect the guy. He's
0: very important for us. So, guys, that was a great chat. Uh, but to wrap up, let's bring it back to why we're all here in the first place. And that is Think Sports. Uh, you can check us out in, on all our social media. The links will be in the description. Also, head over to our website, which is www.thinksports.co.in, where you can uh, find a bunch of career-related podcasts and articles. Um, And that will be coming soon. We'll try to post as frequently as possible for everyone who's interested. Um, That's it from us. Uh, We'll see you guys next time.